Oh, people of God, in order to displace fear from our life, we must remember, number one, we must have a strong vision and conviction of His goodness upon our lives. Can you say amen to that? Come with me to Psalms. Psalm 16 verse 2. King David says this, I say to the Lord, which Lord? The Lord and God's many. He refers specifically to Jehovah God, creator of the heavens and the earth. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good beside or beyond you. What awesome revelation. Amen. King David recognized there's no goodness beside or beyond God. God is the summa bodum. That's the Latin for the supreme good. Huh? God represents the ultimate and supreme goodness. Now, if you can have just lay hold of this great truth of the goodness of God, it sounds so cliche, I know. Huh? Because Christians just say in autopilot, the Lord is good. Huh? When we see a Christian, we revert to our autopilot mode. We have the charismatic lingo. Praise God! <laughs> we don't really mean it. <laughs> it's just the lingo. So it's auto, but then they really mean it. <laughs> huh? So the thing is, people of God, we must have this strong conviction of the goodness of God in our life. Though our five senses may yet to see, but yet by faith, we know that we know the ultimate goodness of God. God gave me these few sentences that are so personal to me. It goes like this. Truth has life. Life has power. Whatever truth, or even a lie disguised as the truth that you submit yourself to, your life will move according towards the direction of the truth or even that lie. Until the power, the outcomes are fully manifested in your life. So the Word of God is ultimate truth. Ultimate truth has ultimate power. Amen? It is the ultimate life. So when we have this conviction, like King David, he even said this, Oh, I would have fainted. I'll be, I would have been so despondent. I would have taken the path of physical death even. Have I not believed, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Huh? People, there are Christians who kill themselves because they couldn't see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Perhaps they are not taught. They only believe goodness comes when they are up there in heaven. But how many know there is even a promise in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that our days on earth can be as in the days of heaven. Amen. Tremendous, wonderful. So we need to continue to build on this great truth. And how can we believe God is good huh, if we do not believe that God is love? And the cure of fear is not to manage fear, so to say. I know there are some who is very good in managing fear, but the ultimate solution is to displace fear through the love of God. Because fear has torment. First John chapter 4. It says here in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 to 19, There is no fear in love. What kind of love? His love. Divine love. But perfect love casts out fear. We only know that the love of God is perfect. 
the love of a human being is never perfect. Oftentimes, there are a lot of conditions to, in order for the person to love. Huh? But the love of God is divine, it is powerful and complete. But perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Fear has torment. Fear has torment. It's a terrible thing to fall under fear. You'll be tormented day and night. And the enemy will tell you God is the one tormenting you. Fear does not come from God at all. But I thought the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, the English word is quite limited huh? in the expression. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The word fear in that scripture refers to a deep-seated reverential respect, honour and love towards God. It's not a form of dread. Huh? A form of terror. Hallelujah. So he says, fear has torment. He who feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Verse 19. So if we fear, if fear is harassing us, we're not rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. So the cure for that cycle of fear in a particular area is the love of Christ. Can you say amen to that? And of course, when someone is doing some things illegally, wrongly, that person will always be very afraid and in fear. And that's why we understand God is a God of righteous, justice and righteousness. Amen? If someone do things that's not right, and he knows it's not right, huh? and continuously covering up one thing after another, he is living in fear. No matter how he pray and confess, the fear will be there. Because the fear of discovery, the fear of this punishment, the fear of, you know, prison, jail sentence, etc. will always be there. So when we say, see first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to us. His righteousness, first we understand, is not a righteousness of man. He has given us the gift of right standing before Him. And the more we meditate on righteousness, consciously or unconsciously, we want to do things correctly. Can you say amen to that? Anything we don't do correctly is inevitable. And we will correct it. We will take definitive action to make sure those actions that's not right be corrected. Amen. 